Hi, welcome to the Balanced Chaos Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about how we live our lives as intuitives and all of the things that come up for us, just like it comes up for you in normal life and things that we struggle with, how we deal with it, and how using the tools that we teach helps us. Yes, it's going to be all about implementing the things, because I think so many of us have the information or read the books, but don't really know where to start implementing or have the implementation of it. Yeah, because I think you get a lot of information. You're like, cool, great, I'm going to do this. It's like when you're, I don't know, reading anything, like you're in college and you're taking a course. If you don't actually do the things that are being taught, then nothing Changes. changes. Everything's staying the same. So we just thought we would talk a little bit about how we use the tools and yeah, when we're going through something or how to recognize when you're going through a shift or a change mm-hmm. and what to put where, basically. Yeah. You can know all these things about chakras and the energy body, but when do we use the tool or the journaling or yeah, intuition? Where does it go? Where does it go? Well, and also I think it's important to note you know, you start on a spiritual journey. And I think people think a lot that it's sunshine and rainbows, but it's not. Far (laughs) from it. And things actually just keep coming up. And it's just having the awareness and knowing, like it gets easier because you understand what's happening, but it doesn't mean like, no, I'm spiritual and my life is just yeah, magic. Is just bliss no. and I'm a fairy floating. <laughs> yeah, I'm just floating on a cloud through life. How about you guys? <laughs> I'm definitely not. Definitely not. But kind of. No. Um, <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to go over injuries that, you know, we still get injured. We still have body pain and what that means for us. Yes. Um, uncomfortable conversations, how we handle them. And yes, we still engage in them. <laughs> big emotions, how we handle big emotions that maybe we don't want to feel or we're resisting. And then what it's like to be intuitive, psychic, or uh, a deep feeling empath. And, you know, what that feels and sounds like for us. Because I think listening sometimes, it's like, oh, yeah, they just know. But no, there is parts of it. And maybe you'll see that you're more intuitive or psychic than you've been giving yourself credit for once you hear our experience. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start. (laughs) Boom. Ready? Uh, Let's start because Kristen had a big week this week. I sure did. (laughs) So let's start with injuries and pain in the body. And... When that comes up for Kristen specifically, because I have no pain. No, I'm just kidding. Because yeah, she's floating on a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> but when, as this came up for Kristen this week, how she handled it, how she moved through it, and how it's different than the past. Yeah. Like before you were as aware. spiritually aware as you are now. Um, well, one, I think it's funny because we talked about energy body last week and left and right side. And um, I even made a comment, I think, about my left shoulder. And apparently I wasn't paying enough attention still (laughs) to that feminine side or giving it too much. And I had a big fall on a scooter as an adult woman. Wait, let me ask. Electric or razor? (laughs) It was a razor. So I was was pushing. (laughs) You know, I was flying down the hill and just flew off like Superman. Ouch. Felt great. (laughs) Felt great. But the... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask you what happened that day. Why were you on the scooter? Okay. What was going through your mind? Uh, So I I walked the kids to school. And this morning, Halstein was walking with us. 
I had felt a little rushy in the morning. I went to yoga, which felt great, but I knew I was starting my day at the salon a little bit earlier. So I just had this overall feeling of not having enough time. Okay. So that was kind of like a theme of my morning. And Helstein asked if I always make lunches in the morning and he was like, I can do it since you're coming back. And I was like, nope, I got it. I, which made me have less time. Not smart. So uh, well, I just want to point out because it's uh-huh. your left side that you hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asking to help you and you were unable to receive right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's about it, right? The whole, that's the whole theme. Um, yeah. So then we, we left and I realized one of my daughters had forgotten something. And so I, ha- I was like, I'll go back. Once again, not asking for any help, not letting, like, even though I didn't want to, I really wanted to walk with them because I wasn't going to be home that evening. And instead of being like, hey, can you go run back? Or I don't know. Can you guys wait for me? Anything. You didn't ask for what you needed. No, not at all. So I, <laughs> I walked myself back and then I'm like, I know how I'm going to make up time. <laughs> I know how time is going to be on my side. I'm going to take this scooter, which P.S. It's Helsin scooter that he just got for his birthday. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't break it. Because, <laughs> um, and then I, I start really building up some speed going down the hill in my neighborhood. <laughs> and my friend is pulling by. And I'm like, oh, she'll, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, she'll laugh. I had to go back for something for the kids. So I, like, pick up my hand to wave at her. And I don't recommend that. Don't <laughs> scooter with one hand when you're flying down a hill and looking at someone else. And that was so, it. Such a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of confidence that I had in myself. <laughs> so you end up falling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have black. I just want to paint this picture for you all. I have like a light shirt on and shorts. I now have black soot or whatever asphalt (laughs) all down the front of my shirt, the tops of my thighs. And I had already showered to save myself some time. And yeah. (laughs) Saving yourself time is not happening. It's not happening. It wasn't happening. So, uh, and then of course I'm still late. So I just want to like pop up and and keep going. Go. And which I pretty much did, but she, my friend got out of the car and gave me a hug, which made me slow down slightly. But I still was. And she's like, "Can I help you?" I was like, "No." I I said not. no. I'm not asking for help in that moment. And continued on my way, and then came back. I felt pretty okay. Okay. I don't know if it was adrenaline or if it was just the the rush in your head. The rush in my head of like, oh my god, I gosh, gotta get to work now. Yeah, because <laughs> now I gotta go. Now I gotta go home. I have to rinse off my black legs, and um, I went. I went into the salon. I had a full day, but I was on like my third client, and all of a sudden I was like, oh. This is not okay. I actually felt like I was going to faint. So now we're realizing you're actually injured. Yes. So, and I obviously was not listening to my body at all at that point because it was at the point that I was going to literally be knocked down on the ground if I didn't listen. So I sat down and then I had to get, I had to actually get escorted out. I had to get (laughs) picked up by my husband and my dear, wonderful friend finished my clients for me. Okay, but that, what's so great about this is that You went from a morning of no asking for help, even when it was small things, but then you had to ask for big help. I mean, to ask your friend to finish 
A, your clients. Yeah, shout out Chantel. I know you're listening. (laughs) Yes, hi Chantel. But then to also ask your husband to drive you because you can't actually drive yourself. Yeah. And then kicker, could you walk? I could not walk. (laughs) So then you have to ask for help just to walk from crutches. Yeah, yeah. So I literally, he like hobbled me out and then he had to carry me into the car. And then I got home and um, ended up getting crutches. Somebody had crutches, offered them, and instead of me saying no, I said yes. Good. I said yes, which was not actually easy. No, I, I don't think – I especially when you get injured like that, A, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but kind what are you of, talking about? Yes, But then it it's is. almost like – I know every time I've been injured like that, it's almost like, am I being dramatic or can I walk on it? It's like mm-hmm. I don't trust myself or my body to know that I'm actually that hurt. Oh, 100%. Because I – even still, I looked back at, like, the first messages I sent – to the rest of my day. And I was like, hey, I, I like kind of hurt my ankle, so I got to go home. I'll text you about tomorrow. Tomorrow? Who did yes, I think You I can't was? stand today, but tomorrow you're going to be fine. Just get a little Tylenol. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I just need some anti-inflammatory. I'll be good. Um, but yeah, it, it is hard to admit that, or like trust yourself. I think that's really it. Like, I'm like, is it? It's probably fine now. And, well, I think some of that too comes from childhood because I remember my parents, you know, it's like, you're Shake fine, keep going. <laughs> so then you learn like to keep shaking it off, but it's like, whoa, what if you're actually hurt and you sh- yeah. you can't shake that, you know? Yeah. So you ended up having to rest. I had to rest. So I came home, got myself on the couch or got put on the couch is probably more it's like accurate. it. Accurate. <laughs> and um, I was there for the next couple days. <laughs> okay. But I think this is the important part of the story because this is where... She became aware of all the places she wasn't asking for help, mm-hmm. decided to start listening to her body and ask for help. So she just sat the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly. And it's less than a week later. And are you better? I am better. I am like, I mean, it's still a little tender, but I'm like, my ankle's not swollen. I can walk. I, there's, it's, it's good. So if you haven't rescheduled your appointment from that day, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she can get you in now. No, but I think. The fast recovery, because here we are less than a week later, really does come from implementing the things we're talking about. Acceptance, yeah. vulnerability. Yes, and there was a lot of that. Listening to your body, and, and then you can recover. But I think the long recoveries come when we don't. When we're mad at ourselves, or if you would have stayed your workday there, then waited till you passed out, then you would have probably had a head injury or whatever yeah. else. Um, and then, you know, maybe insisting that you drive yourself home and something happens, but you finally gave in. Yeah. And I mean, I did have a lot of inner conversation of like, I could probably make it to the car. And I'm like, I cannot even stand up. Like, what am I talking about? I can't, I can't make it to the car. And when I did get home, I really, I asked for a lot of help. I was like, can you get me ice? Can you do this? Um, and then I tried to not be mad at myself. I, you know, I was like, okay, nothing makes you feel more like a kid than flying off of a, a moving, <laughs> moving vehicle. No, and least um, that inner child. <laughs> yes, I. It's true. I mean, I don't recommend it, but it brought me right back to being a kid. And then um, continuing to just tell my foot myself instead of going down the path, which I 100% would have before. Like, I can't believe I did that. I'm so. Um, I have to, I, I'm booked out for weeks. Where am I going to put these people? There's no way. And just going down that like kind of negative. negative yeah. And like being really down on myself, I went like, okay, I get to sit now. Full I'm, acceptance. Yeah. I'm going to turn on some TV, which I don't normally do and enjoy it. And then I just kept saying like, thank you body for healing. 
Thank you for doing what you're supposed to do. Thank you for this time to rest. All of those mantras are so important because I think a lot of us, when we get hurt, all we can think about is the hurt. Yeah. My ankle hurt so bad. Oh, I rolled it the worst I've ever rolled it. It's the worst pain. And almost like a pain competition. Like when you see somebody like, and they talk about their ankle hurting, but you're like, but when I hurt my ankle, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you hear yeah. this a lot yeah. in regular conversation, but you didn't go there. You went to my body's healing. Yes, I accept that it hurts now. Yeah. And that actually gave your body the space to begin healing. So recognize this. That if you are in pain, give yourself grace, but use some positive... <laughs> use some positive affirmations. They work. They do. Well, because it's going to shift the energy around it. Now yeah. your body's not just hearing over and over again that it's messed up, that it's in pain, that it's sick. Yeah. So it doesn't have to hold on to that vibration. Yeah. And it also it also just feels a lot better to tell yourself that over and over rather than like, I'm dumb, I hurt, I, you know. Yeah. Because everything feels good when it's in a better vibration. So... Awesome. Well, <laughs> I like hearing how you manage your pain and how you've gotten it now that you are on this spiritual Zen journey. Yes. Yes. Old Kristen would have powered through that so bad and I would have been knocked out. You'd probably still be injured. You'd probably get to the point where you had to have ankle surgery. Oh, like, 100%. you know, because you, you let it get worse and worse until you can't walk anymore because you're not listening to your body. Right. And saying, like, oh, I have a bad ankle. And now it becomes part of who you yeah, are. Yeah. It's, I'm claiming it. It's mine. I did not claim this. Thank you for being healthy and good. I just want you guys to know that Kristen has really strong, powerful ankles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's a little bit about injuries in in my everyday life. Um, Is there something that you are currently experiencing? experiencing? Mine are more recently, I'm realizing more and more my emotions. When I don't let them out or I try to (laughs) deny myself them, Uh they get stronger and stronger and it's really just that awareness what am I feeling why am I feeling this and like not looking at because I think I used to always go to like when I was emotional like how close is my period oh yeah and only give myself the allowance to feel things if I was PMSing yeah we're now like I'm nowhere near my period I'm having strong emotions about things and I'm realizing it's just because I need to feel it and it's okay so do you still like do you feel like it's a struggle to feel it or like Okay, so it's a struggle until... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no. you. No. It's a struggle until I become aware. Okay. I battle myself until I'm like, chill the fuck. Like, you need to feel this. Yeah. So at, let's just say angst or like mm-hmm. frustration is yeah. a big one for me. I will feel it, and when I'm not aware, it'll keep coming up, and I'll be like, why is this here? I'll try to hide it, and I'll know because I'll want more coffee, so then I'll feed it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because when you're already frustrated, then you drink a bunch of coffee, like, then you're anxious. <laughs> yeah, I just... And then it's easier to be, or, like, give your power away, like, oh, fuck the guy that's, like, moving slow at the post office or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, like, because you're all amped up, and so everyone's... Irritating. Mm-hmm. And so today, I guess the way I realized it was like road rage, like people driving like in a parking lot. Like I suddenly became like a, I don't know why, like a 90 year old man. Like somebody would be driving in a parking lot. I'm like, why are you going so fast? <laughs> like, I thought you were going to go the opposite. No. <laughs> like more like I need to control, like, or I'm going to go really slow in front of them. So nobody can go fast in this parking lot, <laughs> which is like, I know very silly, but my mind goes, it's just, I'm, I'm seeking control because yeah. I can't control my emotion. Yeah. Okay. That, so... When you're feeling like you need this control and it's not happening, is that the the cue to you? Like, yeah, so that's what it was today. So honestly, okay. this parking lot thing happened in my head. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, Brookie, like what's going on, <laughs> What's girl? really like, happening? what's in there? And then I was like, okay, I need to breathe. I need to use my tools. So I stopped. I took some deep breaths. I actually parked my car. 
put my hand on my heart because I like that helps me. Yeah. And I did some uh, tapping, taps, and hand motions that lower your um, cortisol, basically. Okay. And then I was like, okay, what's going on? What am I frustrated about? And I realized there was a lot that I've been holding in, or just like going through the day and not having maybe the awareness in the moment to speak up on. Okay. And it had just all bottled up and that, at one time when I had time because today was my first day off this week too. Okay, that's what I was going to point out. I know that you've had a lot going on and you've been busy. So when we're busy, we don't process. So you were doing the thing that I'm sure a lot of people listening and myself included, like I had to sprain my ankle so I could, you know, <laughs> sit, obviously. Um, you don't feel it. You don't feel like you have time to. But is that actually true? Maybe? No. They just get suppressed <laughs> and then they come all out when you're trying to control the parking lot. And I'm going to I'm gonna say that they probably came out a little bit stronger today than they would have if you had dealt Felt them throughout three the days week. ago. Yeah. Or, yeah. Throughout the week. Exactly that. But instead of being like, oh, why did I wait so long to yes. feel? Instead, it was like, okay, now I'm aware of it. I feel it. And then I just let myself feel it. Honestly. I let myself be frustrated. I had some honest conversations that I needed to have and I was able to be more honest because I was frustrated, which was good. Good. Became a good boundary for me. And then I went to yoga, let myself cry. I felt like crying during, so I did. Good. And then it led me to being here with you and then now I honestly feel 100% better, but I think I felt so much letting myself feel yes. it was the big change. I liked what you said. I want to back up to where you said um, using it as a tool to set boundaries because I think a lot of times – People think about emotions as positive or negative. Yeah. Which is not necessarily true. No. Um, and every emotion that we have is actually a tool. So when you take a second to feel them and ask yourself why, like you're angry, frustrated, because probably somewhere you didn't set a boundary and needed to, or maybe it wasn't that, but... That's what anger's for. Yeah. Is to teach us. It was. So I needed to set these, because I think sometimes, too, I can be over-accommodating. So I think I would have gone right back into the people-pleasing, over-accommodating, mm -hmm. making myself uncomfortable to make somebody else comfortable. But today, I was so uncomfortable that I was like, nope, I'm choosing me. Good for and you. And I did. And it did shift something. Allowing myself to feel that much and get it out, it's almost like I can't resonate with the feeling anymore. Yeah. So it works when you give yourself the space and time to feel and be honest about that emotion, not try to suppress it or hide it just because there's people around. Yeah. And I also think it's important to point out that when you're giving yourself space to feel, there is not a timeline. It might take five minutes. I mean, Brooke's good at feeling things. She knows that she knew exactly what to do for her body to slow down and do all the – some tapping, some movement, and the deep breathing also – slows down your nervous system but that doesn't mean that it's automatically going to go away no. every time it might be something that's not from three days ago it might be from a year ago you or know from childhood yeah or from childhood that's coming up right now and it's it might not be a five minute thing in the car or a yoga session it might take a little bit more um yeah and what I can say about that too the more you communicate and are honest about it the better it's going to go over in your overall life. And that takes some vulnerability. For And I know this was not always easy for me. I'm somebody with, mm -mm. like, previous really bad throat chakra <laughs> issues. But I will tell my partner or my friends. Like, today I was recording with Kristen, who is, like, near and dear to my heart. She's my friend. She's my business partner. But I'll just say to her, like, 
I, I think I was, I said, I'm having a horrible day. No, that was dramatic. And she's like, no, no, go ahead. Feel <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But being vulnerable with the people in my life. Well, yes. And Devin too, because he spends a lot of time with me because we're in a relationship. I'll tell him, look, I'm having a hard time with this and I'll say exactly what I need. I need you to hold space or yeah. fix it for me. Like, yeah. And that communication is huge because when we don't communicate it, which like when I don't say, hey, I want you to wait for me. Yeah then you're <laughs> rushing. other things happen, right? But nobody knows exactly what you need unless you say exactly, exactly what, what you need. need. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons for me as well, going on a spiritual journey. It's like learning to just be like, hey, this is what I need right now and not waiting for people to anticipate, to it. anticipate it. And also, because uh, I'm definitely a, a recovering people pleaser as well, recognizing what I need, mm-hmm. like recognizing what you actually even, I mean, I still, it's still something I struggle with. Like I don't always recognize what I need because I'm like, can I help you? Let me right. help you. Like, oh, you're talking to somebody. I'll go back and get something. And For, yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. But I just think communication is such a huge point of like tapping into, to give people a chance to solve what you need as a people mm-hmm. pleaser, to give yourself a chance to receive and take in that feminine role. Yeah. Just ask for it. Yeah. And share it. Or I'll even tell Devin, like, I don't know what's wrong, but (laughs) I don't want him to think it's about him either. Like, if I'm being bitchy, hey, look, so that we don't fight. Yeah. I'm being bitchy, and it's not about you. I'm just in a mood. Yes. And then I can really feel it without guilt later. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like, I've set him up for success. He knows that it's not about him. We're not going to fight, and I can still be a brat. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. Win, win, win. (laughs) Winning all around. I also like to say when I'm... I'm like, I'm just having a minute. So just, yeah, it's fine. Like, you're not doing anything, so don't. If you're going to be, like, extra around me, then I'm probably going to be more mad. Yeah, maybe we separate. (laughs) And you can do this with your kids, too. Yes. If you're aware enough, like, I will tell Grayson, like, hey, baby, you know how sometimes you're in a bad mood or when you're tired and you're grouchy? Mommy gets like that, too, so I'm not mad at you. But I just don't want to talk right now, like if we're in the car or something, and I'll play music we both like. And he gets it. He does not take it personally. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's, the, I think that's the magic key of parenting is talking to your kids. Communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to your kids about what you're feeling instead of acting like everything's fine because everything's not. Right. And then that's fine. when you'll have the snapping at them because it's a safe place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, at night, I, if I'm tired and I'm done, I'm so tired and done that, and they're also tired and done and whining at me, and there just comes a point where I'm just like, hey, guess what? I'm done. I'm going to go downstairs because if not, we're going to be fighting, and I don't want to fight fight with you. you. So I'm going to go downstairs. I'll get you your freaking water that you want. (laughs) This is the last stop of bedtime. (laughs) Drink the water. Help yourselves. (laughs) But it's important. But, um, yeah. So since we're talking about communication, should we talk about... Maybe how we deal with uncomfortable conversations. conversations. Ooh, yeah. They're Ugh. so uncomfortable. <laughs> we dread them and dread them and dread them. And then I guess we have them. Then we have them. <laughs> dread them till you have them. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is important because no matter how strong you are with speaking your truth, uh, knowing your boundaries, just knowing them and being aware doesn't make it any easier to, to have a hard conversation. Yeah, especially with people that you love and care about. Yeah. And you know it. You know that your intention is good, which is the number one thing with anything. You know your intention's good. You're not trying to hurt somebody, but you know it might. Yeah. And it's hard. And it still needs to be said. Yeah. I guess 
the best thing I can do now is when I'm having a difficult conversation or before I have it, I stop myself now from stewing prior. You know how you have those conversations in your head mm-hmm. and you go back and forth and then who knows if it actually comes out that way? Right. I don't even let myself do that. So as it starts, I breathe through it. I'm like, nope, ego, you got to settle down. <laughs> like, we're not doing this. And then I wait till I'm present and actually having the conversation. Yeah. And I tell myself to stay calm and breathe, try to understand where the other person's coming from. Also, I can still feel my emotions in that. But I think it helps things still stay more level. And I'm not acting from reaction. Yeah. And fear. Yeah. I can actually come from a place of my higher self. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Um, I think breathing is huge for me and if before before and during an uncomfortable conversation. And I also think that that overthinking is something that we are oh so good at because our brains are trained to look for problems and figure out how to solve them. But it's actually probably the most dangerous thing of a Absolutely. of a conversation that you're anticipating having. So if I am going to have something that I know is going to be, I have some points and my emotions might come up, I do like to write down a couple points just for myself. But I'm not playing the conversation out. Right. You're just making sure you know what you're going to touch on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I actually think writing down helps you because then your subconscious mind feels heard and so it won't stew it over and over again. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it's also already there. Yeah. It's like. I've already put it down, so it's ready to come out. Instead of me being like, what was I going to say? I don't know. Right. Panicking. And you're like (laughs) seeing black, like I'm saying things and they don't make sense. (laughs) Um, And I will be honest, sometimes I I just did this. I just was dreading an uncomfortable conversation with two people that I care about a lot. And I just couldn't find the right time to say it. And I kept not saying it. So I ended up writing it to them. And I think sometimes we have to use tools that are going to work. And if that's what gets it out, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Especially if you, again, her intention was good. She wasn't trying to hurt anybody. She just, you know, was having a hard time. It's hard when you feel like you're letting somebody else down. Yes. Especially somebody you love or care about. Yeah. Um, so I think it's admirable that you wrote it. And if you were vulnerable enough to tell them that you wrote it, because it was hard for you is even like yes, bigger. I, I did. I did say that. <laughs> so, yeah. Because even now I still think like, I think because I'm in a spiritual role or people see me as like somebody who helps them, a lot of people will ask a lot for me and I just frankly don't always have the energy to do it. Yeah. So instead of overthinking, I just say no now like real fast when I know I want to say no. And you really follow that intuition. It, it helps so much, yeah. like, not to overthink it. Just, like, if I, okay, they asked me this question, and instead of going back and forth in my head 30 times about how I'm going to answer, say no real fast, because I know that's what I want. My intuition said it fast. Just say no. And then, like, I realized there's so much less explaining. and So much less. People aren't like, oh, why did you say no? Or why won't you be at this? It's more just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it, it's all fine, because I don't give myself a chance to overthink it. I've really been working on um, not giving excuses. Mm-hmm. For saying no or I mean anything in general like if I'm saying something but especially the no's like just uh, no yeah I was really proud of myself (laughs) the other day and Sarah if you're listening I'm gonna give another shout out (laughs) my friend Sarah has a daughter close to Grayson's age and so we like to do things together and she's so fun that I never want to let her down because I really like her so we were doing something with the kids the other day and she was like what if we did a kite flying day 
And immediately I felt the the tear in my heart center because <laughs> I was like, okay, I love Sarah. I love doing things with the kids, but like, no, like I fucking hate flying kites. <laughs> like that's a the, hard no. The only memories I have of flying kites with my parents is that it never worked. It was windy and you're out there messing with the strings for a long time, but never getting it up in the air. It, do, it doesn't ever work. Who is the magic kite player? I have I, no idea. I like, sometimes <laughs> see that happening. We used to do it every... It was like a Good Friday thing when we lived in Bermuda. Everyone would go fly kites. And I, I'm sure we got it up once or twice, but I just remember it was not that. It was never worth what was happening, no. right? Mm-mm. And so I finally, I like didn't finally. It was like a split second. But then I was like, because I started to agree. Then I was like, no, Sarah. And she's like, what? I was like, I love you and I will do almost anything with you. But uh, that sounds horrible to me. And she laughed. And it was so funny because we both got to laugh. And now we both like joke about it. Like, no, I'm not yeah. flying a kite with you. <laughs> But it took me a second because the people pleaser in me and yes. the Sarah lover in me wanted to be like, yes, even though that's <laughs> yes, the last I thing I want to do with my kid. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah. Because it is just, it's hard. It's hard to say no. And it's hard to like. Just, feel like you're disappointing someone. Yes. And yes. she really wasn't that disappointed. But I think that's what the takeaway from this for most of you is like when you think you're going to disappoint someone. Yeah. It's probably not going to be. As much as it would have disappointed you. I love, there's like some quote, I'm going to get it completely wrong, but it's like, I have, I worry um, 90% of the time and 10% the, they actually come to life. Yeah. Like, don't spend all that time worrying. That sounds terrible. No, or agreeing to things you don't like and then you're going to be miserable while you're doing them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't know. I do like to be social but I'm also a bit of an introvert like I like my alone time I love my baths I love meditating I you know I like things that it's just me um so if I'm in a moment where I'm like yeah that sounds great and I start saying yes to a lot of things then I I like now I'm aware enough to be like wait a second right think forward here like think you gonna want to do that much when the week comes yeah I do that too yeah and I'm guilty of that if you're one of these people because I do. It feels vibrationally good when I'm with somebody and we're going back and forth and they want to do things. But a big part of what I think empaths feel is we feel the other person really wanting us to say yes to. Yeah. So then we agree. But then when you separate, it's like, uh, I don't really want to do that. Now I have to have the awkward conversation to say I'm not going or I can't do it. Right. So a tool for this is when you're making a decision or if somebody says, oh, my gosh, we should meet next week again or this or that, say, let me take a minute to get back to you and mm-hmm. wait till you're either off the phone or separate from them and then actually see how it feels for you. And you yeah. can make a decision based on how you actually feel, not how they're wanting you to feel. Uh, that's huge because it always shifts. Like as soon as you separate from somebody, you – and if you are – this goes for anything, not just um, – being asked to do something like if you're even having a conversation about an issue and you're like you get really wrapped up because you're actually like blending energies with that person so if something doesn't feel quite right when you're walk away from that person and see how you You feel feel. yeah to tap into what's actually your energy and what's theirs and then always like thinking about differences between the two of you like if it feels if you feel like you're taking on stuff that's not yours right yeah like well, I think a lot of empaths without awareness mm-hmm. are easy, easily manipulated. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is the polarity of empaths and narcissists, and there's a reason they're drawn to each other. And it's because without awareness, being empathetic is a curse. Yeah. But once you have awareness, it becomes a gift. So you need to step into the gift by 
A, figuring out what your boundaries, your wants, your needs, and expectations are. But that takes time. That takes knowing yourself. And that yeah. takes a minute to stop pleasing everyone else so that you can please yourself and figure it out. Which is not not an easy road. <laughs> no. But once you get there, it's life so is so much more refreshing. And you attract such better relationships that are balanced and safe and fun. Yeah. And I think a lot of times you, when you start setting those boundaries and saying no to people, you actually are surprised by how many people are already in your life that are going to respect your boundaries. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, this is neat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've been running myself ragged for zero reason. Because <laughs> they don't true. know. Because you haven't told them. You've never, yeah. And they don't realize how much they're draining you unintentionally yeah. sometimes. Or if they do and then you realize that they do and now you have boundaries, well, you learned a good lesson and you can cut those people out. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. That was neat. <laughs> that was great. Let's move on. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about, because I think some people wonder what it's like to be intuitive all the time and like what day-to-day life, like does that just mean you know everything? Right. If you're walking around like that's happening to this person, I'm feeling this, um, I shouldn't walk downstairs right now because, I don't know. Right. Or I shouldn't have grabbed the scooter because I'm the I shouldn't fall. have grabbed the scooter. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> that did not come into my mind. Um, yeah, so basically just how we go about our everyday life and kind of like turning on that psychic energy, that intuitive energy that, yeah. And then turning it off? And turning it off, yeah. Yeah. That's the word I was <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I know I can say it is easier to use it in relationship to other people. Yes. More than yourself. 100%. <laughs> well, because we're still having a human experience. So there's still lessons we need to learn and that our soul wants to heal from our previous lives mm-hmm. and our childhood. Yeah, I was going to say, we're still carrying all of our childhood stuff and all of our... Um, all of our like people pleasing and this like that's still happening so yeah I mean yeah we're still very much human so (laughs) for me I know that I can be again more psychically inclined for other people when I'm in the healing space and the intention's there for me to do it yes does that make sense like so you came in for an appointment you're paying for it I can tap into your energy field and my psychic intuition for that immediately yeah now let's say I'm at a party and, like, this is funny where I, like, love to tell people, like, I'm not a party trick because if I'm at a party and drinking and enjoying myself and kind of you just... Don't, you don't want to just read people right no. away? No. <laughs> people will come up to me at, like, parties and be like, do you know, like, can you feel my energy right now? Or could you feel how uncomfortable I was? And it's like, nope. You know why? Because I'm being a selfish human right now and you're not paying me. <laughs> could I? Yes. But I'm generally, gen- generally not because I'm having my human experience. Like, yeah. we're not set... It's like... A banker. It's like you going up to them and being like, do you know how much money is in my purse right now? No, because they're at a party. They're not yeah. counting your money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I remember when I first started doing hair, people would do that to me all the time, too. I, I like, don't go out anymore. So nobody yeah. asks me to do anything. But they'd be like, well, how would you cut my hair? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm going to pay me. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not, not like thinking that about how I cut your hair right now. So it is like, think about any job, your job. <laughs> and when you're out, you're not doing it right mm-hmm. like usually and if you are i don't know maybe collect payment then have them vemo you yeah but you're probably going to injure something now <laughs> no yeah but it, it's very much like that now do i have intuitive things happen in my regular walking life yes so things will happen and come up but it's funny because sometimes i won't always realize 
what it is until after the fact like I'll totally. have a thought or a feeling and then it'll come up and I'll be like I knew this I yeah, did yeah, I felt yeah. it that's exactly how it happens you're like see <laughs> I did know that that's weird yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel because when you're like sitting sitting down or standing up or whatever coming into the space to be with someone's energy to help them you're like ready like your your body's yeah. ready your intuition's ready like everything's geared up for that so you know whatever you're feeling is about that right when you're in your normal walking life it's just it's just different you're just like oh maybe hmm. and then you after move on the, yeah. yeah after the fact well especially if you were really busy Yes. Because it's like, just like we always tell you guys to slow down, <laughs> yeah. same for us. Because if I'm super busy and running from here to there, it's really hard to feel my intuition because I'm just acting out of life. <laughs> yeah. Like memory or movement, right? I'm yeah. just going through the motions. Yes. I'm not tuning in. That is why it's called tuning, tuning in, in because you need to slow down and feel. And feel. Yeah. Like when I'm, so if I'm taking a client for healing, I am taking a second, first of all, to like collect myself, to breathe, to talk to my guides. And if I'm in the salon and I'm talking to you, it's more of like, I might be giving you some like coaching life advice, but I'm not really tapping into your energy, energy. because there, number one, there's waste, a lot of stuff happening. And also I'm thinking about 27 different things. Yeah. So there's just like no way, I don't know, for people to understand that or like to to get into. I've had people yeah. do that too. They'll message me about something going on in their life and I haven't seen them for a while like as a client and they're like, should I do this or that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because I'm right. not tuned right. into you. Right. I'm not tapping into that vibration. So it's not something that I just know off the top of my head. Right. Like you would have to sit with it and do this, yeah. which you're not going to For them, usually I just say like, you know, make what the decision feel? that feels best for you without you rationalizing because that's like really what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now different if we're in a session and I tune in. Sometimes it's even funny for me because I do this prayer that allows me to move my conscious brain out of the way and be like a clear channel for mm -hmm. whoever I'm working with. So I'll tell people stuff that is like very specific, like maybe a date or something that's going to happen. And they'll come back later and tell me like, you told me this is this, this and, and like, it happened and I have no recollection of it <laughs> because I, I was fully in the moment, but yeah. then I let it go. Yeah, because yeah, that's also a thing. Yeah. Like... It, we cannot take on everything that we're feeling. feeling. Like if I For took it home with else. me, yeah, no, it's too much. It's not, that's not that's not something we're doing. So a lot of times, I don't know. And I'll write down like even sometimes if I'm doing something distance for someone and they message me and we like decide I'm like okay I'm gonna I'll just go up and like meditate on it and this I have to write it down right away. Yeah, or you're gonna. Yeah, I just it. will like write it down, send a picture done because if I even if I like take the time to sit up and call them and talk to them I'm like well, I don't know I don't, I sorry it. yeah I'm not tuned <laughs> there was in something in the else way. I don't know it's I'm gone <laughs> same way I could literally channel for somebody like you know talk to one of their loved ones who's passed mm -hmm. and the channeling session and then them be right there with me and they want me to write things down and I'm like okay so what happened as if I would like, and it's like been two were, minutes yeah, yeah like not even there so I don't know. It is. And okay. I also want to go over some frequently asked questions. Oh, yeah. We get from about psych, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Psychic energy. So I've had somebody ask me, it was about me and you. Okay. So Kristen and I were interested. We've been looking at some different working spaces and buildings. Yeah. And we were curious about one and we had to wait for a certain date to know an answer to something. Yeah. And somebody asked me like, well, can't you just pray to your guides and ask them what the answer is going to be? Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm still having a human experience in like... <laughs> 
And I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but but it's not like, no. It just doesn't yeah. work like that. Well, it's not like I'm anxiously waiting for that answer. It was like two days away. And I think I'm like, I could have the conversation, have the meeting and see how I feel during it. Yeah, because I think there's, I don't know, there's like this praying to your guides and like asking for an answer, but it's also, there's so much feeling. Right. You have to go through, and I think, honestly, we had the meeting and we both felt it mm-hmm. and we both had our answer right away. Yeah. Once we, like, we yeah. both knew the feeling. I mean, I guess somebody could say that's super intuitive if people who are out of touch with their feelings aren't going to feel it that fast. Right. But... No, we had to go through the experience yeah. to learn it because we're human too. If I just knew the outcome of everything, like what would be the point of dating? What would be the point of... Right. Yeah, it's not like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to go through steps and emotions and life to feel. Yeah. And I mean, your rational mind is still there also. So even if you are feeling something or like you pray to your guides, then you still are like, well, but I think. Maybe they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you still want to, because we still have lessons we're supposed to learn in this lifetime. I've also had people ask me, like, when I lose something, like, I don't know, I've, I'm bitter about it because I've mentioned it on multiple podcasts now. <laughs> I lost my Apple Watch. And people will be like, you're a psychic. How do you lose something? I'm like, very easily. Very easily. Come spend a day with me. Where are my keys? Yeah. <laughs> right now, nobody knows. No. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so there is a level there. If I'm supposed to have it, like keys. I yes. have prayed to my guides, like, show me a picture where they are and I can clairvoyantly find it find and it. go get them. But my Apple Watch, clearly I'm not supposed to have or there's a lesson in buying another one. We'll see. <laughs> but, like, no, I can still lose things or you can still lose things. Yes, absolutely. And I and I also think, in a note to losing things, sometimes you lose things and you're really mad about it and they come back at the right time. Right. And when then you you're like, them. oh, that's why I lost that. Right. I can't wait to hear why you lost your Apple Watch. I can't either. <laughs> So, I look forward to telling you that next week's episode. Next, in next week's episode, University, here it is. Please. She really wants it back. It's just so um, much easier to teach yoga and do things when you have, like, a time, like, without having I to know. hold my phone. I know. If you guys want to know why, I have it. Aren't you a psychic? Can yeah. you just know the time? I know. I can guesstimate, but no, it's not the same. Um, yeah. I get <laughs> another frequently asked question. A lot of times psychic energy isn't exact timing, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. Like, even if I'm tuned into you, and, like, let's say you ask me a a question with a time span, maybe your guides give me the number three. That can mean three months, three weeks, three days. uh, Three years. The third day in May. Like, it's very vague because our soul and the spirits, our spirit guides that are helping us, don't know time in the same way that our humanness does. It's different. So... Yeah, can we get three? And I've gotten this so many times for people, and they're like, oh, you said you saw nine, and it closed on May 9th, right? Like, the house right. closed on May 9th, so I got the house, but I was thinking it was going to be nine weeks or nine days, but it right. closed on May 9th. Okay. So, I don't know. I just think that's important to know. It's not an exact science, because it's it's not science. Right, and well, and I also think um, this leads into, if we're having a session with you, and we're talking to you, and we're like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling this, and... I say something. I think a lot of times people are like, I, I shouldn't answer. Should I answer? Do I not answer? You're allowed to answer because it actually just helps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. see where I'm going. <laughs> well, no. Same thing. Like when I when people come in and I'm like, do you have an intention? And it's their mm-hmm. first session and it's almost like they want me to know their intention. Yeah. 
And I'm like, all right, but this session's going to go a lot smoother and you're going to get to what you want to get to if you just tell me what the fuck you're here for. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It, yeah, but it just, it's not like taking away our gifts yeah. or anything. It's actually just like, oh, this feels like this to me, but it's not, it, we're not getting human messages like, right, you know, like the numbers and this. It's It's more of... I feel this or I see this, but you're going to help to facilitate. To pull it out. Yeah. To pull to, it out. Yeah. So well, sense. what's important, I guess, to note, like, let's say you're coming in because you're having relationship trouble, mm -hmm. but on the forefront of your root chakra, it's actually something comes up about your dad. Right. And I start talking about your dad, and by the end of the session, you're going to be like, well, I wanted to talk about relationships. Well, sorry, that's not what was on your root, but had you told me that, the energy would shift in that direction, and I could just there you I go. could separate the stuff with your dad because you don't want to deal with that right now, and we'll just talk about the relationship. Right, but if if you don't say anything, then we're just going to talk about what comes What's up. What's there? Yeah, exactly. So that's just another important thing to yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think if you're a regular client, you know the intuition's there. You know we're gifted, so just tell us what you're there for. <laughs> tell us what you want. <laughs> And yeah. tell your friends that are new. I'm sick of guessing, okay? <laughs> I don't want to tune in that much. <laughs> just we just are surface tuning in. No, I'm just <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's really fun and it's, um, uh, it's a cool thing to know things about people and help them, help them to facilitate their healing. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, we are here to help you. To hold to, space. Yeah. yeah. And help you tune into your body and learn to use your intuition more. Yeah. Um, a good intuitive tool for you guys to start doing is pay attention to, like, say you're with one person and all of a sudden you start thinking about something out of nowhere mm -hmm. that's not to do with the conversation or not to do with anything. Bring it up and they're probably thinking about that too yes, in that direction. And you can see how telepathic we really are. You've probably just never asked before or had the awareness to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, everybody's had those... Um like where you're thinking about someone and they call you or text you and hasn't been forever. Like that's not a weird, crazy thing. That's your energy that's, exchange. Yeah. When somebody's thinking about you, you're usually thinking about them mm -hmm. too. Um, that is a the thing. truth. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Um, <laughs> but still, like I've noticed like with certain clients that when I'm reading them, I will have a thought. Okay. Let's just say uh, this is an example somebody lies to me in my life, like an ex-boyfriend, and I'll think about the emotion of how mad I was with them and what's going on. And without my client even talking, I'll be like, it feels like hurt, like somebody lied to you and you're mad at them. They'll, every time we're like, yes, but the way that my guides present it to me is yes. how I would feel. So they bring up an experience in my life. Yeah. I don't think I'm special. I just think I'm known to tune into it. So I'm trying yeah. to help you guys learn to, to tune in. Yeah. I, I love that. But that I really like the idea of, if you're thinking something bizarre yeah. <laughs> when you're talking to someone, bring it up because they're probably right and there with like, you. I was just thinking about that. And you're like, okay. And cool. you can see how telepathic you are. Yeah, because we really, we we all are. Yeah. Consciousness is connected. So, and our bodies are tools for yeah. it. I mean, you can even do this with pain. If you're having an, excuse me, an abnormal pain you don't normally have, like when you're sitting with someone, mm -hmm. like, Say I was sitting with Kristen right now, and I'm like, oh, my neck is hurting, or I have a headache. And she's like, oh, my God, I have a headache. I've had it all day. Yeah. You'll realize maybe you're absorbing people's pain <laughs> yeah. and going through the experience because we're all craving connection. So maybe your body wanted to connect so bad that it tapped into their energies to get you guys to connect over something. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a cool one. But Yeah. I mean, it happens. I've, I don't know. If you tune in enough, you'll you, see how often. How often it happens because it is. It's 
it's really all the time. You almost, I think I, we're actually aware enough to take it away. Yeah. Now. Now. But. Because I don't need your ankle pain. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My ankle feels great. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. We wanted to really talk about how knowing all this stuff implements into our lives. Does it make a difference? Yes. 100%. But you guys have all the tools too because I think a lot of our listeners are people who read a lot and take in a lot of information or go to energy healing or therapist. Yeah. So start implementing it when you're having the big emotions. Start saying that mantra you learned. Yeah. Use use the tools. Yeah. Use the tools. Don't just let them, you know, sit on a bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, then what's the point of all of this? Yeah. I mean, it's... You will feel better. <laughs> and... It, and your journey's not over just because you use it. I think that some people think, too, when they start using these things, well, then maybe I won't need energy healing or maybe I won't need this. And then you still will. <laughs> yeah. There's still times I need it. Or there's still times. 100%. You know, we need a friend. Like coming today and just communicating with Kristen about what I was feeling, I was like, wow, I just needed to get that out. You know? Yeah. And it's normal. Again, humans crave connection. So let yourself feel, let yourself share. I guess the big takeaway from this is vulnerability. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking that. That's so us. <laughs> um, but yeah, the more vulnerable you are, the more you're opening up space for others to be vulnerable too. And that is how we connect. And that is how... Spiritual growth for the collective happens. Yes. You know, we're making this little corner of sunshine and we're just expanding it out. So. Big raise. <laughs> <laughs> Expand your raise. But yeah, thank you for listening today. Yeah, to and if you have any more questions about A, maybe how to implement spirituality or the lessons we've taught or learned into your life or any questions for us about psychic energy and how it works, please share. Yeah. Um, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Oh, should we do some journal questions? I'd love for you to just take at some time today, look back at the day and see if there were any moments that you felt like you knew were going to happen before they happened. Yeah. And then or you tuned into somebody else's emotion. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Oh, if you are interested, no, it'll, it's actually going to be passed. Intuition boot camp. Yeah. We're doing one a no. week before you hear this. <laughs> but if it sparks your intuition interest and you're interested in your intuition, that was a tongue twister. We will probably have more. So pay attention to our Instagrams. Look out for our Intuition Boot Camp. It's a fun experience that's an immersion and teaches you how to really tune into your body, mind, and soul. Yeah. And so become that, the psychic being you are. Yes. So basically, you'll just be us after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancedchaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.